0: Tuning in, really appreciate that you're listening. Uh, If you've been with us for the first hour, you've already heard from my new friend, Bella D'Angelo. Bella, give us a quick reminder who you are and (laughs) you're on my show because you're my new friend, and maybe where they can hear more. About you. Thank you, Sue. I'm just a hardworking American patriot
1: that became very concerned about what was happening in this country. Didn't feel that enough of us were understanding. I called into Sean Hannity, which evolved into me starting my own radio show from. The oil field of North Dakota, which I left because quite honestly, I wanted a job and there were lots of jobs and completely different environment than back in 09, which is wonderful that we have our jobs and our industry and economy back. Thanks to Trump. If you'd like to listen to my show, I'm at www.bella, B E L L A, D'Angelo, D A N G E L O dot net. And so here we are today trying to get to the bottom of truth, facts. Evidence. We cannot let this due process leave our judiciary system because if they get away with this, Sue, any other nomination coming up, all they have to do is have some clueless, forgetful, beer drinking woman. Man, boy, come right. out, animal. How about a squirrel? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it has to be human being anymore. I think it could just it could be a stick that comes out and says, "I think this happened. I don't know when. I don't know where. I have some witnesses, but they, they don't remember, they don't remember anything." <laughs> and then I can't fly. I, I and I need protection. I mean, she wasn't testifying in front of Clinton. I mean, and she drove all of her demands ahead of the fact that we didn't, you know, when did they stop and say, well, we don't have any evidence. We don't have any." I mean, it's like, what are they going to investigate? The FBI in the beginning said they weren't going to investigate it because, okay, so let's think about this. When they start this and she
0: doesn't should have be a short investigation. Well,
1: they don't, they don't have the address. Where did it happen? If there's no one to interview, so then they're going to have to come up with more paid Supposed collaborating witnesses with false baloney stories, unless someone—I I mean, I just—I—I I see this going. It's either going to go one of two ways, right? It's either going to be really short, and all of a sudden we're getting to the vote, or all of a sudden there's seventeen thousand Stormy Daniels coming out. I mean, I
0: where. I hope it's very short. I hope the Republicans show a backbone. I think, um, I, I do think Ford was, um, compelling but the bottom line is there's still no corroboration there are still zero witnesses who can say that it that it happened uh and I, f- I find kavanaugh more credible in the situation so i hope it's a very very short investigation and i just cannot stress enough people that we have got to push back on this i am i'm hoping joe the teacher who just called in and bella who is encouraging to me i'm hoping that this is a indication that republicans are going to win lots of elections this upcoming election because the democrats have jumped the jumped the jumped the shark on this i think most americans are fair-minded and the bottom line is this just does not pass the smell test uh for any of us all right ron is up next hi ron welcome to the show what do you think
2: tell you what i think i uh should have my own radio show because I've got so much to say. It.
0: <laughs> Make it concise. Go.
2: Well, the whole thing with that that woman is you know, my opinion is, you know, nobody asked this woman, you know, about was there lights on in this bedroom and who turned on this radio and, and you know, so many conflicting things. And when, when she was giving her testimony, she kept looking at her paperwork and crossing things out and telling this. This uh, woman that was uh, questioning her, you know, changing her story as he went along, but nothing was ever said about that. Everything that was, you know, was just based on, oh, yeah, well, he was in the room with me, and I looked him in the face. That's all that was said, you know.
3: Yep. There's no Soft- evidence
2: that went along with anything, you know. Right. So,
1: so softball questions being lobbed at her, and when she didn't, and she can just, oh, I don't know, I don't remember, and it's just allowed to play on, and that's that's why, as I say, Common sense everyday Americans that are watching this are not buying into it. Now, the media and the polls. You had some poll numbers.
0: Oh, interesting poll numbers. Rasmussen came out with the latest one. Uh, the question that they asked was, uh, 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 which comes closest to your own view of the current Kavanaugh controversy? It is an honest attempt to determine criminal wrongdoing, or it's a partisan witch hunt. And they found 45% of the likely voters said it was an honest effort. 44% said it was a witch hunt. The interesting part is 11% were undecided. And a closer look finds that the Democrats are the most undecided and the republicans are the least undecided interesting
1: well, well undecided what, uh, hang on oh go ahead
3: go ahead
2: i had i had a i had to take a break watching this stuff because i got so sick and tired of these democrats
0: <laughs> me too ron up. me yeah, too yeah <laughs> yeah
2: a pedestal and and uh, blowing their horns about how faithfully you know, and grateful they were that this woman came forward, but they never they never press the issues on
0: anything. Right, right, you know? right. Thanks, so, Ron. Appreciate your comments. You're exactly right. Next up, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Welcome. Well, hi. Thank you so
3: much. So, mm-hmm. just two quick thoughts. Okay. Um, there was a time when I wouldn't have ever thought this, but I am now completely convinced that there are people so far on the left that they would continue to volunteer to make up lies as have been made against Kavanaugh. I truly believe that there are people on the left that believe so deeply in what they're doing that they would volunteer um, just to do things to ruin how our country is going in such a good direction. So
0: the end justifies
3: right. the means. And I got a quick I, question. What What was that. it that made you to start to
1: see this and believe this? What, where was kind of the turning point?
3: You know, I think it's just been a combination of, I just see that they can't be penetrated by the truth anymore. I mean, you've got the one that was up there questioning and he lied about serving in Vietnam. It was a lie. Right. You
0: know, <laughs> right.
3: You've been talking about Ellison. I mean, you've got um, Cory Booker who admitted groping, but he's, he's not demanding an FBI investigation against himself. There's just Too much, these people going to restaurants, I think a lot of people are paid, but I think there are people so committed to this, so in with the Clintons, so in on the left, so hateful of Trump that they would volunteer to do something like this, even if in the end it's at their own peril. But my second thought is, I'm a probation officer, I won't say what county, but I supervise everybody who has a sex-related offense. Part of what we have for the majority of them, typically, the court will order that they submit to polygraph testing, either at the direction of their probation officer or their treatment therapist. What was very, very telling to me was when they were questioning her and they started to talk about the polygraph, all they would offer were the results. When a person has a polygraph, they go through a complete questionnaire ahead of time. They go through a whole series of testing. And we don't really know what she was asked. We also don't know how they formulated the questions. Right. Key into whether or not deception is indicated on a polygraph. But there's also a good reason that they're not admissible in court. So even if I had a, an offender on my caseload who appeared to have deception, I can't take him to court because of that. Because they're not foolproof either way. But I think there's a reason that they're refusing to submit all of the information that was included as part of the polygraph testing. I do, too, Tracy. So I have a question. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep, I have a question. So now that the FBI, now that Trump said, hey, the FBI is going to take a look at some of this stuff, are they going to have access to all that information? And to take it one step further, how can we get that information released to the public?
3: I agree. I agree with you, and I think that they're going to fight tooth and nail to keep it hid because I'm one. I don't believe she's a victim. I, I, I just don't believe her. Um, but I think that they're, the way they're playing this, I think, some, look at Hillary Clinton. All of those emails were lost. Oh, we destroyed it. Oh, it got ruined. They're never held accountable on the left. So I say good luck. Um, I and the FBI is corrupt in and of itself. I know. So Amen. I trust anything anymore. So yeah. I know. Time.
0: Great input, so, Tracy. Yeah, Thank you. I'm really That's thankful true. for your, for your call. Really appreciate it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break now. Uh, Bella and I will be right back. We'll get to the rest of these phone calls. That polygraph information, that intrigues me a lot. Cute. I know. And, and I bet they will call that attorney client privilege and then and, and oh of course never. they will but they remember she
1: said that the process of that polygraph lasted far longer than she expected
0: it to and that we found out that she was only asked two questions right and she can't remember what day it was on and yeah the woman has a faulty memory all right stay tuned everyone we'll callers i promise we'll get to you uh sue jeffers with bella d'angelo twin cities news talk am eleven thirty, and twin cities Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. We're going to wrap up our talk on uh, the Brett Kavanaugh nomination uh Committee hearings it's just absolutely out of control and I just it, one of the things well there's so many aspects to the, of this that drives me absolutely cla- absolutely crazy, but the hypocrisy of Amy Klobuchar ranks right up there at the top the I, I'm just disgusted with the way she treated Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, I thought the exchange that they had about blackout drinking was uh, pretty interesting. Our local media jumped on top of that. Uh, that was a little disrespectful of Brett Kavanaugh to say that, but I can understand his frustration with with A, the way Amy Klobuchar was treating him, and B, uh, here Amy Klobuchar was trying to imply that Brett Kavanaugh was a blackout drunk, and I can understand his frustration coming back and asking Amy Klobuchar uh, uh, do you have a drinking problem? And um, she came back at Kavanaugh and said, I I do not have a drinking problem do you to which brett kavanaugh responded neither do i uh, and he did apologize for it but our local media has been making hay with that story amy klobuchar would never ever 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 have prosecuted this case ever 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 and it just absolutely makes me sick that she stands up for keith ellison <gasps> so i didn't i missed the exchange between amy and
1: kavanaugh so she she's just uh grabbing at strings trying to accuse him of being a heavy drinker i mean where where is she getting the basis of what
0: she was throwing at him i think she was trying you know the everybody's saying they don't remember and all the beer parties and all the drinking and this was in between the fart jokes and the. um i i don't i don't know what part of it so it was amy klobuchar's to, oh, Amy Klobuchar's turn to ask the question, and it started out mellow, and then, um, Klo, then Klobuchar brought up kavanaugh's written testimony where he said he sometimes had too many drinks amy klobuchar asked brett kavanaugh if he ever drank so much that he couldn't remember what happened or part of what happened the night before kavanaugh answered no so then they went into this back and forth back and forth exchange and kavanaugh asked have you and repeated the question again amy klobuchar responded i have no drinking problem judge and kavanaugh responded yeah nor do i and but and amy's father's an alcoholic and has been an alcoholic well her name is what him and her name is what got her elected to the to Hennepin County prosecutor and then further on to Minnesota senate and then you had dan rather yesterday who said who tweeted out, and by the way, this got 21,000 likes and 3,800 retweets. Uh, Dan Rather said, a small detail perhaps, but the Kavanaugh hearings further cemented my belief that Amy Klobuchar has a real chance at being the next president of the United States. What? A dis- From a disgraced <laughs> so-called journalist. Just... But- Crazy, absolutely crazy.
1: Look at how far down the rabbit hole we're going. It's crazy. Roy Moore, Roy Moore was taken down from a yearbook that there were cutouts, scratches, you know, falsely written handwriting couldn't be corroborated. Now we're sitting here and we're having discussions about people in high school and college, how much they consumed, which I'm sorry, but even this morning at breakfast at McDonald's with my Little retired veterans, I love them so much. I hope they're listening today. But we're talking about the fact, I mean, a lot of partying happened in college. But this is not, you know, at various different times, at various different levels. But uh, to actually sit and try and use that as evidence to create the due process i mean i'm thinking i don't remember ever in all of these cases where it gets down to actually talking about what happened you're you're arguing about something that happened in high school or college 30 40 some years ago on hearsay and then you're going to try and turn that somehow into evidence to convict
0: and i i just say a warning to all you mothers out there, uh, anyone with uh, uh, a son, a father, a brother, an uncle, anyone, there are women out there who will falsely accuse you to further their agenda. Uh, who's up next here? Lawrence, you're up next. Hi, Lawrence. Welcome to the show. Hey, Sue. A
4: quick comment, and then I'm going to talk about the main thing that bothered me about the hearings. Um, my son was an athlete at Duke University when that rate case
0: Oh my.
4: And I will tell you, he even called me before I hit the media about it. And I don't go into the details, but the US was basically in a very nasty place. Yep. And in the end in the end, all the all the athletes, and not all were Caucasian, all the athletes were found innocent, which is a higher threshold than not guilty. Right. Duke paid millions out. The district attorney not only lost his license, but went to jail, and the police officer who colluded with the DA committed suicide. And remember, everybody back then was saying the girls were innocent, that uh, they were whatever the charges were, and in the end, it was an absolute fabrication. Right, right. Let me get get on to my main point. This is the biggest thing that bothered me about the hearings. There were a lot of senators, primarily or mostly on the Democratic side, who were calling those hearings a job interview. The last I checked, the constitution is the law of the land. The Senate is a legislative body in that constitution. Advice and consent is a concept in the constitution. And the Supreme court is a, is a body in the constitution. That's not a job interview. That's a legal process at the heart of governance of this country. It bothered me that the Democrats chose to trivialize those hearings into nothing more than, quote-unquote, a job interview.
0: Excellent point.
4: Excellent so, point. Anyway, as always, thank you. If mm-hmm. anyone else wants to comment, I'd love to hear their comments on that. <laughs>
0: thank you. It's an excellent point. It, I, I, I agree 100%. Well, the
1: Democrats don't stand to the Constitution. <laughs> they want it re- rewritten. They find it
0: irrelevant. They, you know, It's a living, breathing document. Believe in breathing document. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. John, you're our last call for the day. Hi, John. Well, on this topic. Hi, John. Welcome to the show.
5: Thank you. Well, listening to your news blurb, it came to me like a sledgehammer, again, the bias. They were talking about Fox News and the FBI having a very difficult job for the next seven days to uncover something. A lot of work in front of them. And I've noticed all the reporting, all the choices of language, all the words in the vocabulary, every one of them referring to Trump or anything that's conservative is negative with a negative spin. Now, this was Fox News. that just put it out, and you can listen to it yourself. But an open objective mind, you'll find they're playing a game of algorithm. We're in a mental mindset where we're bouncing things off the wall. I can honestly tell you, uh, there was another consulate called in another program, and she said there's such a thing as lets, I believe it is, or gets, or whatever they use in this uh, interview thing. And she said she had been a conster of distressed people and attacked people uh, professionally for 20-some years. This Christine Ford failed completely and one of the biggest reasons is she never looked at her accuser she would never look anybody in the eye she had no family corroborating anything she said she stood alone definitely the type of person that's coached i think the fbi scares the hell out of me because i think they're so crooked they can't see straight they're Mm -hmm. not paid for Mm
0: -hmm. Mm yep excellent points john i agree with you i agree with you time will tell what what comes next huh
5: We'll lose our country if we don't get it right this time.
0: John, we'll lose our country if we don't fight back. Dang right. Dang right. Thank Let's you so much. Right. Thank you. Appreciate that call. 100%. Here, here,
1: Here's something that was said to me a couple of years ago. And I think we have gotten to the point where, Sue, this country has become like two countries from within. And the left has gone so far left and then there's us on the right that believe in the foundation of what makes this country great, with the foundation of the American dream, the American spirit, American exceptionalism. And yet the left has been pushed so far, far left, and it's... They now actually believe their narrative without actually playing. I mean, you can't, and like it's being said all over the place, where is there a Democrat that you can have a logical, common sense conversation with? I've said for many years, I believe liberalism is a mental disorder, not a true mental disorder. But I mean, now it's to the point where they're so far left. What do they truly stand for? It's good versus evil. It's us versus them. It's to the point where it's, are you you American or you Democrat? Right. Because nothing that they are standing for and in the okay I was watching Fox a couple... I know I shouldn't mention that, but I was. But it was a couple of weeks ago. It's on right in front of us, Bella. It's hard to miss. Well, you said Usually I'm I have on. I'm trying to on, behave. I want to be gone. on again. <laughs> but so after they get done rattling off, all of these wins. Okay, so we've got the economy. We've got jobs. We've got Rocket Man that backed down. We've got Iran that is... You know, we're, we've got them cornered. We've got Putin plain, somewhat fair. I
0: mean, jobs in the economy, jobs jobs in in the economy, 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 jobs jobs in the economy. We
1: get done listing all of these fantastic things that are happening and then they turn right to the Democrat. And what does she say? But when we win in November, we're going to start impeachment proceedings, not only for Donald Trump, but for Brett Kavanaugh. I I get that. But where in the I mean, in the common sense, everyday American, and I do, I hang out with some lovely liberal retired veterans on the weekend. They even concede. And my mother... Hi, Mom, you're listening. (laughs) She doesn't want to admit it, but there are days that she will say he's very presidential. She sat up and watched as the as the hostages were returned. She sits and watches more than she admits, but this is why I'm saying I want to encourage people. We are winning. We're winning. there's, There's a lot of people that won't admit it, like we were talking offline, where you were leading up to the election, that people wouldn't say it out, but they would whisper to you that they were voting for Trump. I want to encourage people
0: to do what Bella it's different now it's different you remember when I told you back two years ago before Trump was elected people would not say out loud they were voting for Trump they would whisper in my ear I like that Trump I'm voting for that Trump and I kept telling everyone Trump is gonna win he's gonna win and nobody believed me and then he won now you when I go out lit dropping or door knocking and I've been in New Brighton and Fridley uh mostly the the lat well in the past week or so and people are they are not embarrassed anymore to say they're No they are not. There are you know there are some rabid Democrats out there, um rabid liberals, but and you might have missed this one. I had talked to this rabid liberal. Um by the time I was done At her front door, not only was she voting for my candidate, she had written my candidate a check. So, I mean, there are a lot of people, uh, independents out there and even rabid liberals who are switching over. And I'll tell you, folks, I see something big coming for us in November, something big. But we have to stand up for the truth. We have to stand up for the truth and we have to fight these people. Fight, baby, fight. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more. Uh, We're not talking about Kavanaugh anymore. We're talking about the election. We're going to talk about the taxpayer money that went to an Ilhan Omar documentary. We're going to talk about he she day we're gonna that talk about gross. the tracker <laughs> well it's stupid the tracker uh that was in jeff johnson's running mate's house for god's sakes that is just so creepy so creepy stay tuned everyone lots more coming sue jeffers with bella d'angelo twin cities news talk am eleven thirty and twin cities news talk Doc. good saturday afternoon everyone bella Sue Jeffers right here, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. We are like 39 days away from the upcoming election. Uh, I think that's huge, huge news. The Fox uh, News poll showed 68% of the American Uh, of Americans view news media as biased oh yeah this past week Gallup came out and said favorable views of the Republican party has just reached a 7 year high at 45% topping the favorable views of the Democrats 44% Uh, great news for Republicans don't worry the media continue to to smear you because that's exactly exactly what they do. Some I told you, 39 days before the election, some 100,000 absentee ballot requests have already gone out. That is absolutely unbelievable. And while I just gave you some interesting poll numbers, I want you to spend a little time on social media today, and you will see the incredible organization that the Democrats have out there. They have got their governor candidate with their congressional candidate with their House candidate doing a... a, um, uh, a massive apartment door knocks, community door knocks. I saw pictures of groups of people out in Apple Valley, in Minneapolis, in Saint Paul, outstate Minnesota. Come on, Republicans, pull your head out of your butt. Get yourself organized. Get yourself coordinated, and 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 work together. Quit reinventing the wheel for every dang campaign. Oh, drives me absolutely crazy. There was this one picture. It was a picture of, uh, must have been, uh, Tim Waltz or somebody, somebody from the governor's campaign, uh, Democrat governor's campaign. Betty McCollum was there. Uh, Sheriff Jack Shearer was there. I don't hate the guy, but he irritates me. He shows up at Republican things, too, so I give him credit for at least showing showing up. And, by the way, when I told him I wanted a to tour the Ramsey County Jail, he made it happen, so I, I, I like him. But there was a picture of of Betty McCollum and, and all these other Democrats out there talking about uh, the important issues of this upcoming election, and according to Sheriff Shearer, and I don't even know if that's how you say Jack's last name, was mental health care, gun safety. What does gun safety mean? And keeping ice out of the Ramsey County jails. Sorry, Jack, I don't think keeping ice out of the Ramsey County jails is. Why isn't the sheriff helping on that? Really? Why? Why isn't he? But one of the stories um, that Bella and I are going to talk about next is Bella didn't know what a tracker is. So let me, I bet Bella's not the only one because I like live and breathe politics. Um, a tracker is somebody that follows the candidates around. Jason Lewis has a Democrat tracker that follows him around taking pictures, getting recordings of what he says at campaign events, uh, following him around in parades, and they hope to catch them in some lie or some um outrageous uh, thing that they can use against them in their next commercial or their next uh, Facebook post or, or whatever it is. Almost all the big candidates have. Jeff Johnson has a tracker. Donna Bergstrom, his running mate, has a tracker. Tim Waltz has a Republican tracker. Peggy Flanagan has a Republican tracker, I think. I, I, I would hope, uh, because it would be nice to get some of these things. But last week, Jeff Johnson put out a tweet that said he was very disturbed to report. This happened last weekend. Uh, that this weekend, his amazing running mate, Donna Bergstrom, returned to her home after a day on the campaign trail to find a DFL tracker. Inside her home, sitting with her husband and thirteen-year-old son, she was not at the home at home at the time, but he had knocked on the door and told her husband, who didn't know the kid was a tracker, that his phone had died, and he needed to use their phone to call for a ride. He also asked if he could wait inside until he was until he was picked up. Donna's husband kindly agreed. Donna was quite startled to see the tracker sitting in her living room talking to her family when she returned home. Jeff Johnson said, due to the young age of the individual, we will not publicize his name, nor will we take further action. But on every level, this is absolutely unacceptable. Conduct. It is ridiculous that candidates and their families are being chased out of restaurants, harassed by the, um, in public by the left. But to actually enter someone's home under false pretenses is a new low. Jeff Johnson said, if I've learned, if I learned of this type of behavior against my opponent, I wouldn't stand for it. And FYI, if anything happens like this again, the police will be involved.
1: You know, I so I stand. I mean, here they've they've become a terrorist organization.
0: <laughs> it's,
1: I mean, talk about crossing and, boundaries. And, and they're ta- it's a t- they become a terrorist organization. And it goes back to what I've been saying. None of them. Okay, the top talking points that they believe are important, mental health care, gun safety, and keeping ICE out. They are so out of touch with what's actually important to us, what we are seeing and the successes and the wins and making America great again. So what do they have to do just like with this appointee to the Supreme Court, they're playing just as dirty pool as they're running around to their opponents and trying to dig up dirt, being coming terrorists, instead of trying to figure out what are they running on, what is their platform to win. So now we're in a situation where, you know, you've got a seated, uh, like in 2020, a seated president with a strong economy, jobs, international... Uh, respect again, and then in these smaller, in, in these Senate races, and in the primaries that are coming up, I mean, what is their platform that they're running on to actually win other than hate, resist, destroy, destruct, dirt...
0: Lies, crazy. allegations. Crazy. You know, I went I went down to my neighbor's house because he was ripping out his tomato plants before the freeze happened last night, and there were all kinds of tomatoes there. I mean, loads of them, so he was giving them to me, and so I'm going to make some tomato sauce and put it in my freezer, and... When I got there I said, "Hey, you've got a you've got a sign in your yard for Jack who's running for sheriff." I go, "You know, I go, I've never seen you have a lawn sign in your well, okay, he had mine in the past, but um I go, that, you know, it's new for you to have a sign for sheriff up in in your lawn." And he said, "Um, oh, I don't really know anything about him. He's just a friend of the family." And I go, "He doesn't want to take illegal aliens into into the Ramsey County um, jail until, uh, until ICE gets there to take him. He goes, oh, I, I, yeah, I don't know anything about that. I go, well, you should before you put his sign up there, up in your yard. And, and other people who value his opinion might be thinking, well, wait a minute. Maybe I don't want to vote for a guy like that uh, because of what he stands for. And, yeah, mental health, ICE, illegal aliens. Yeah, it's troubling troubling. They don't have anything to um but here, you know how they're going to win more, Bella? You know how they're going to win more? There's a new documentary out. It features state rep Elon Omar, her rising her rise to political stardom, stardom, and it was paid for by the taxpayer-funded film rebate program. So the taxpayers of Minnesota paid this filmmaker to make a film about Representative Ilhan Omar, and we get to we get to pick up the tab for it. We get to pick up the tab for it twelve thousand dollars. Who?
1: <laughs> yeah, twelve. I want to. You know, I I I just you know Minnesota. You know, I'm, I'm born and bred here. I often many times question if I really am here, Sue, so, from here. <laughs> um, given the fact that when I went out to North Dakota, also, you know, there's people listening from Oklahoma and Texas, also from the oil field. But, uh, Minnesota is a different state in the sense that I always got asked, how did Jesse Ventura get in? How did Al Franken get in? Um, it's, it is a very, very liberal state, but then I'm no, not. No we're not. They just
0: get suckered into believe it and and we have the that but I'm saying that I'm saying that's, Republicans that, that, in the that, nation. that what I'm
1: saying is that's the perception outside of Minnesota is that yes. this is very very liberal and yet the fact is is that we almost did win. I mean she only got 1.5% which equals like the dead and the illegal votes. So uh in this election it's going to be very interesting. It is going to either uh, we're either going to just lose some seats because of seeing the Republican Party being so weak in yes. what has happened with Kavanaugh. I told you, or in Minnesota, I, I told you earlier. I'm I'm back and forth sometimes when I watch, and then you know you see Lindsey Graham came out so strong, literally yeah, taking down that? the uh, yeah. <laughs> Where has he been this whole time along right. with Jeff Sessions? <laughs> but then the next day, it's like although a Trump gave the he said limited amount of time, but you know, we're we're in historic times. We are in times when we really need to encourage each other to go out and make a difference and make that decision to engage with people and ask them, are you voting in November? Yes. Do you see... The economy turning around, jobs, security. I remember right after Trump got in office, Third World War was supposed to break out. Rocket Man was going to be shooting through the ceiling, right? Gas prices were ceiling. I mean, all these horrible gloom and doom. Well, none of that gloom and doom is going on. But... We still have to outvote them because if we sit back and By think that, yes, just as much as we did in 2016, because they are just as ramped up, if not even more invigorated because of the fact they've got now two years of thinking about this Trump derangement syndrome and you know, the campus, uh, who was telling me that Plus the
0: they, camp- cheat, uh, they cheat, Bella, they cheat. Don't no. give me. I got a whole, no. I had a whole segment cheat. that I had to put, <laughs> that I had to push off. But next week we will talk about cheating. Maybe I'll try to get John Howe on next week too. Uh, State Representative Marion O'Neill, Republican out of Maple Lake. Thank you, Representative O'Neill. She called attention to this issue. She said the producers of the documentary applied for the rebate in March of 2017. They were approved a month later. The reimbursement was 11850 Two dollars in taxpayer money. Uh, Representative O'Neill said Minnesota taxpayers should not have their money spent on a film about a sitting politician. She also took issue with the Walker Art Center, which also receives taxpayer funding for screening it in the district Omar is running to represent. Uh, Rep- uh, representative O'Neill said it is a free political advertising at the expense of the taxpayer. And does anyone want to bet that this, uh, that this film on representative Omar doesn't include the, the, uh, the, part about her being married to her brother or the immigration fraud or, or, so, or this the This is the finance, person you're talking about. The campaign finance uh, discrepancies that, are, that Steve Draskowski and many others have helped bring uh, some light to. Yeah, this is absolutely incredible and it's shameful and it should never happen with our tax dollars. Jeff Johnson, I'm counting on you. I'm counting on you to put an end to this kind of crap when you're our next governor. We'll take a quick break. When we come back. Uh, We're going to talk about, well, let's see. Let's talk about he she day. Governor Dayton made it he made declared he she day last week. I see I can I can hardly say it. And you're setting me up so perfect for an oil field joke and I can't say it. I'm yeah, like, I don't oh, think what? you can say that on air. <laughs> no. no, Bella. No. Stan was come on. We've I done I So just, well I just mentioned so so well already. Uh stay tuned, everyone. Sue Jeppers with Bella D'Angelo, Twin Cities News Talk AM eleven thirty and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. cities news talk dot Saturday afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. Bella, it's been a delight to have you with me today. It's so fun to have a co-host, even though Stan was a little worried that I wasn't going to play nice with someone else or that one of us would get too wound up about something. It was really, truly great fun. Uh, Hey, Bella, Donald Trump is has announced that he's to minnesota again yeah we're gonna have another make america great again rally next thursday in rochester yeah i was there at the airport oh the first one
1: the first one and uh it was it was amazing to me that a i got to get there because I had no idea how much traffic was going to be there. Then the fact to see the crowds, I mean, I know. Were you there? No. The crowds were huge, massive. I just got, you know, I got so excited when I saw Pence plane land first and then Trump's come in after that. And then we, it, it reminded me like, like it was a long time ago. Like when you used to know all your neighbors and you're all friendly, you're all in it together. That was the whole mood. Like at one point, I couldn't. I wanted to see more of what I couldn't. And guys that I didn't even know banded together and built this little. So I crawled up on top of them so I could see. I mean, it was just a big love fest of Minnesota and Trump. And we were talking about how many people are going to show up down in Rochester. I think it's going to be another massive blowout of the crowds. I think we're going to see you know all the support and just the energy and the numbers keep growing. His crowds keep keep growing. I wish I could be there, but Working, and I but. love
0: his message too. And I think it says a lot. You know, he's been up to Duluth. Um, now he's going to be down in Rochester. I think that speaks very well for our, our two candidates in each of those districts. Uh, Pete Stauber, I, I, I really feel good about his victory, uh, down in, uh, CD one. It's Hagedorn. I feel really good. You know, that's an open seat down there too. And I got to say, I, I'm worried about Eric Paulson. Uh, Eric Paulson didn't have to make this such a tough race and I think he'll probably still squeak it out but come on Eric quit letting us down, find your backbone step up to the plate, let's go uh, I feel real good about Jason Lewis, I feel real good about Dave Hughes um, I know Tom Emmer's a shoe in of, of course uh, who's the other one? Oh, Greg Ryan Greg Ryan's my district, that's CD 4 uh, and I know people say that's a long shot but I'll tell you if there's ever a year to take out Betty McCollum or, or, um, Keith Ellison's seat is an open seat now as well. Um, and to have Jennifer Zelensky, uh, you know, now's the time people now is the time. Okay. So this past, uh, week, last Monday, September 24th, governor Mark Dayton proclaimed, uh, he for she day in the state of Minnesota, the proclamation recognizes the continued need to advocate for equal rights for women and girls and aims to inspire people everywhere, including men and boys, to take action and become agents of change for gender equality. He for she invites people Around the world to stand together for equal partners to craft a shared vision of a gender equal society and to implement specific locally relevant solutions for the good of all humanity. In his proclamation, Governor Dayton said gender equality is not a women's issue. It's a human Rights issue. And if that pile of BS isn't enough to tell you that we need a new governor, you're never gonna be convinced. Ever.
1: Ever! From the governor that told us that if we didn't like all the refugees coming here, that we could go somewhere yeah, else. This is the party. Governor. This is the party that also wants gender equality in our restrooms. Whereas I, so let me, I just got to ask you. So exposing themselves is abuse when it's outside of the actual bathroom. But when they're in the bathroom together, that is being understanding. Accepting
0: one of Brett Kavanaugh's accusers said she saw a penis. And
1: I, want you I to didn't know if I could it. say that
0: word. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now and now
1: they're in the transgender, okay bathroom. So,
0: so she's having a conniption because she saw somebody's penis while they were drinking. Yet, on the other hand, we're supposed to accept going into a bathroom and have no problem at all. It's, it's our problem. It's our if, problem. If we don't want to see yes. the penis in Yes. The That's perfectly clear. Oh, makes sense. Make any well, sense. let's bring it on. <laughs> oh. It is so <laughs> crazy. And uh, people, I want you to understand something if you believe in equal rights then why why are there women's rights or gay rights or any other kind of rights either they're redundant or they're a violation of the principles of equal rights for all this is not hard to understand and i'm really sorry um bella can you believe the show's over we have like a minute left.
1: I hope I can come back. Have I a hope minute. I behaved enough. You
0: behaved enough. You can come back. I, I, I really enjoyed having you in I love studio. being here. What's your commentary for the radio land out there? What do you want to tell our listeners? What do you want them to remember about you? And don't forget to mention your website so they can go hear more about you, more of some of your thoughts.
1: One person really can make a difference and you have to get up, get out and get away from the Facebook page and screaming to the like-minded, we have to reach across and talk to those we don't normally talk to. Oh,
0: my God, Bella. Bella, we talked about this off-air, and this is something we should have talked about on-air. Talk to everybody everybody everybody. and sometimes and you know what yoga hot pants my mom i got the gift
1: from you the gift of gab but seriously when you go to subway to the gas station to uh your hardware store anywhere you go when you're standing in line just ask that person hey how's it going how's your day today how are you voting how do you see the economy do you see the hope because when you have hope you have to spread it around. And we started the Trump train a long time ago when Barack Hussein Obama got into office, and a lot of people asked themselves as they watched it roll out, where is my God, where is my country, and where is my leader? And we got them all three back, and we got a fight, baby, fight.
0: fight net. Thank you so much, dot net. <laughs> Bella, it was fun. I really had a good time. And, and I'll, I can't wait to tell my boss and Stan, I played nicely with others. Ha, yes, she did. That. <laughs> All right, everyone, have a great week. Sue Jeppers with Bella D'Angelo, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, twincitiesnewstalk.com.